Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Kayla McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Well, hello, everybody. It's your boy, Austin Cook, and we are back with a new episode of the Internet World Order podcast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Caleb McLemore, and today we're talking about a movie that is totally, totally unrelated to a new movie coming out because we just, we love that sweet, sweet SEO, you know, that's what we're all about. Today, we're talking about the giant shark movie with Jason Statham. You know the one, The Meg. Yeah, we absolutely are not trying to time this with a sequel that's coming out next. Oh, as we're recording this in a few days. Not at all. But <laughs> That's not what we do. <laughs> no, normally not. Nor- normally we're just like, hey, let's cover this movie the, of like, from like the 80s or 90s that people might remember, but it's been a while. So, But actually, I will say on that note, though, as much as we're joking about it, I'm actually glad that you recommended watching this because... This definitely just, for those that don't remember, like if you saw the posters for the Meg, like literally you saw like a person swimming in like water and the rest of the poster was taken up of like the mouth of the giant shark about to just eat that person whole. And as little that's on that, even though there's very little on that poster, that really does tell you everything you need to know. That's the whole movie right there. Yeah, that that pretty much embodies it. I think like we we were talking about the tone of this movie earlier because I think a lot of people when they heard about it they're like, eh, we'll see how this goes, and you know because the book I think God, I haven't read the book in a while, but I think people were expecting this to they're like they saw Jason Statham they're like okay so it's either going to be like serious or it's going to be like Fast and the Furious but with a giant shark, and it's kind of neither of those. Like in a yeah, weird way, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, ha- like it doesn't. And y'all might hear some of this thinking, "Oh, oh, we must have like hated it." Just disclaimer: I had fun watching this. Mm-hmm. I don't regret watching it. And, but it very much like Austin was just saying, it's like it'll have modes of being serious and giving you like this really. I mean, in terms of the movie, like important exposition or plot. Mm-hmm. And then it'll follow up with like like within seconds, it goes full like Evil Dead like two and three level corniness, and yeah. like my neck almost snapped from the whiplash a couple of times. Right, and it, it mostly works. That's the one thing I'll say is like I think with this movie, there's definitely like it's one of those movies where like if you look at the budget of a movie going up and up and up, and the higher it gets the more you're like, oh, there's a lot of hands like at play here. There's a lot of voices. And I think there's some people who are like, well, we want this, but we also want this. And sometimes it just doesn't fully create like a fully coherent tone, I should say. And yeah, yeah, not to say that this movie isn't fun because I I did really enjoy this movie. And it's silly fun. And I actually think that that was the right call because 
the thing with a giant shark movie, if it's like Jaws, there's like an inherent level of horror and like brutality that comes with it because like it's a big shark, but it's also a shark that slowly tears you apart and eats you. Like that's much more designed for like a more horror centric story. Whereas like with the Meg, it's like it's so big that like you're just going to get swallowed whole. Like it's it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's no yeah, there's no uh like you yeah, there's no like at the end of Jaws of the guy getting bit like halfway like at the waist like and just the absolute terror that would be to <laughs> deal with, suffer through what I mean, like that's horrific. The yeah. Meg is so huge that would never happen. Right. Like, like you would get caught on its tooth before anything. But although there is there is a scene from the trailer for the new Meg movie where Jason Statham like kicks the shark as it's trying to like eat him on like oh a dog. Oh my gosh. And it's hilarious. What? But like that's also what I want out of this movie so it works. But like Yeah. I I will say the sequel cuz uh while I was watching this movie it had the commercial breaks while I was watching it on Max and it had a trailer for the Meg 2. And when I was seeing like the trailer, I was like, "Oh, they're just going full ham." Okay, mm-hmm. I can I can get behind like full on because one of the things that surprised me about this first movie was the severe lack of people that die in it. And I know it's gonna be weird, but I'm like, movies like this, it's kind of like every Jurassic Park movie made since the first one. The first one, genuinely horrifying, genuinely like well done, but from two onwards. You're watching it because you want to watch the dinosaurs eat people. Let's not kid ourselves. The second one, I think, captures a lot of the spirit of the first one. I know some people have issues with the second one. I personally kind of love the second one almost as much. Although the first one's, I mean, gosh, the first one's so good. It's a classic (laughs) for a reason. (laughs) It's amazing. But the second one, I mean, like Spielberg's still the director. So Mm. you still kind of get that same vibe of it. And also the finale takes place in San Diego. So like, I'm, I'm kind of biased and I'm not going to lie a hometown boy, but like it literally made me scared that a dinosaur was going to come into my town and eat me. And that's insane. That like, that's ridiculous. But (laughs) I, I like when movies accept that they can be fun if they don't need to be serious. And I think with the Meg, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like because I didn't really watch the trailers. I just saw Jason Statham Megalodon and I was like, dude, why not? Like, (laughs) come on. I and I'm a big Jason Statham fan, too. I think he's great. But I grew up with his action movies. Like, do you remember War? Probably not. Oh, oh, you do? Oh, not much. (laughs) But I do remember it existing. I do not ask what the plot is. I just remember it's a movie that exists. Look at you, <laughs> Caleb, remembering war. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I like, thought I was the only person who knew that movie exists, but like, I really enjoyed I that know movie. Nothing, I don't remember anything else about it. I just know it exists. The <laughs> but, selling. Yeah. The selling point uh, is Jason Statham versus Jet Li. That That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. And with this, it's like, like, I'll go ahead and say, because when Austin first put up, like, we're trying to figure out like what to review next and i was like i can't really think of anything at the moment mm-hmm. and then when you suggested this i was like doing some research i was like i can't tell from these posters is it serious or is it funny and you just go jason statham fights a giant shark unga bunga <laughs> oh, wait, i'm in 
I'm watching it. <laughs> that's all I need to know. That, really, like, that's the best way to sell it. Because if you know what you're getting into, you're going to have the best time. And I think that's a great way to put it. You got, you just got to know what you're getting. Like, don't go in expecting some serious, like, plot heavy thing. Mm-hmm. Just, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And the, the thing I like about, like, the cast of this movie, we, uh, we mentioned this before, but uh, Paige Kennedy, the guy who plays DJ in this movie, who's like a marine biologist, he was in Blue Mountain State, and I just watched an episode of Blue Mountain State right before I watched this movie. And I was like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> it like blew my mind. And then, right after that, I realized the character, which, I mean, we'll get to that part, but the main character, Jason Statham, his ex-wife, who essentially, like, she needs help because she's trapped in, like, the a trench under the sea and they're like we gotta go get him and they call him in his ex-wife is played by Jessa oh excuse me Jessica McNamee I hope I said that right and she was Sonya Blade Mortal Kombat so my brain was just like doing complete spins this whole time I was like all these people I was like all these people <laughs> like just so stoked about it and Rain Wilson's in this movie too he oh, yeah, like it Lots of good, good big name actors, and to your point, where like understand what you're getting into. Everyone's personality, like their entire character, pretty much gets summed up in like two sentences each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like, not heavy on character development. Let's be honest. No, and that's fine. Like so, that's why what threw me off about kind of like one of the things I I was a little surprised that it didn't have more of was people getting killed. Because usually when you introduce a movie like this. I guess, and stuff I've seen before. If you have a bunch of people who don't really have that deep a character, there's a part of me that laughs because I'm like, oh, y'all are the red shirts. Mm-hmm. I get it. And then, like, only two of them died. And I was like, hold yeah. on. Yeah. And it, it's like people that you're like, oh, I didn't want to see that. But, yeah. at this, well, no, it was like three, I think, actually. No, four. Oh, four that's of, right. Four of the main cast. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but usually it's like, in my experience, I was I was one hundred percent ready to be like Jason Statham, and then like the I mean, the ex wife gets a, you know basically kind of written out of the movie at a certain point. But yeah. uh, she shows up at the end, but like her role was always minor to begin with, and that's fine. Everyone has their part, but like the girl that he starts to like fall for, I was fully expecting like those to be the last two people standing, and everyone else die. Mm-hmm. I was fully ready for that. Which, and I was a little surprised when I said, is it what happened? Oh, okay. So this blew my mind. But uh, Lee Bingbing, who plays like kind of the love interest, they don't mean super, super heavy into it. I mean, like they kind of oh, no. do, but not to the point where it's like awkward. It, it's sort yeah, of it, like implied. And also, well, like you know, they have the meet cute where like he's walking out of the shower and he's all ripped. And yeah, I was about to say, I was like, there's like, that scene that very... <laughs> Yeah. Like firmly, like plants. Like she uh, likes him. Yeah, I mean, look at him. But <laughs> well, like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you see him walk out, and you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. And <laughs> she, <laughs> like she's like trying to apologize to him about like yelling at him, which like we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to that. But she's like, you're naked, and he's like, uh, yeah. I was like, they have the meet cute, and they kind of like allude to the idea of a potential romance, but they never fully lean into it because it's like strangely enough like 
in a movie like this, you would expect none of the characters except for the main character to have some agency. And like, she yeah, does, I, which is really like, I was like, cool, that's refreshing. Like, the love is, interest and, having agency? Well, and not just that, just like having the, hey, I know all of our lives are on the line, but uh, let's have this like romance scene that goes like for five minutes. Yeah. And it, it's, they do a decent job of balancing it to like alluding to like, well, why don't you like her? Like, you should enjoy life a little bit more. And that they kind of leave it at that at the end where it's like, sort of cute where it's like implied that like they'll get together but they don't beat you over the head with it they could they couldn't in either way it's it works yeah it's a minor subplot but oh my gosh i just had the biggest brain blast lee bingbing guess what else she was in what she was ada wong in (laughs) resident evil I because I was like, why do I recognize her? She was Ada Wong in uh, Resident Evil Retribution, and I was like, oh wow, there's a call, there's a callback to a movie I haven't thought about in a minute. <laughs> I see, I remember that she was also in another movie I watched recently, which this is so weird, but The Forbidden Kingdom. There's another another movie I haven't thought about in a hot minute. It's we'll we'll do an episode on it one day, but <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a movie we'll talk about. But, like, she's a very popular, like, actress in China, like, in China. And I think she's even gotten some awards and everything. So it's like, when I saw that she was in this, I was like, she's enjoying herself. I respect that. <laughs> like Everyone's allowed to have a goofy, like, a movie that's just, like, fun. Like, yeah. part of acting is to enjoy yourself. Why else are you here? Yeah. So, and I think but- some actors take themselves a little too seriously. But, like, she was in, she was in 1911, which is actually a a really good Chinese drama. I think it has Jackie Chan in it and, okay. or he directed it for sure. But I think he was also in it, but um, she was in resident evil and she was in a transformers movie. And like, she's a hugely popular Chinese actress. So I was like, wow, like they're like literally bringing out the big guns in terms of the cast. Like this is a movie that was produced by China and the United States. And if you didn't pick up that it was produced by China, you probably didn't watch the movie because you don't make it five minutes without seeing China, like on yeah. full display in the movie. And well, I mean, yeah, well, duh. <laughs> you have to acknowledge it's one of those of like you wonder like why we're pointing it out because like dude, we kind of have to because the movie makes sure you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Oh, it's um. There's five characters that died in the main cast. I'm, I'm oh, okay. Forgetting. Her dad died. Well, I will and, say for a yeah. while. I, okay, to be, I'll give him credit for that because like, but it wasn't until later on because mm-hmm. I remember when the first death happens in the movie. I I actually checked like how far into the movie are we? I'm like we're almost an hour in. Yeah, it does take a while. But like the thing about the movie is like I think people were expecting this huge bloodbath, but like. That's not yeah, really. The I was movie. like, that's, that's <laughs> not really what it's about. And it was uh, Masioka who was in Heroes, I believe. He yes. was in Heroes in Hawaii Five O. He was, uh, he was Doctor Bergman. Yeah, I mean, oh great. Oh, like I said, really good actors all throughout <laughs> the movie. And yep. but, but like I said, just I get. I guess when I saw the posters and all that, I always thought it'd be more like I said, just kind of like a like twenty twelve or what, like where you just. People are dropping left and right. And... Yeah, well, that movie is 
I mean, that's Roland Emmerich, though. Ro- Roland Emmerich's thing is like, oh, you like this character? That's too bad. <laughs> I was fully <laughs> expecting that. Whereas this movie, I think, plays a little... It's not a disaster movie as much as it is, like, kind of a a self-aware, natural action horror movie. Like, it, it's could... very self-aware. And for the most part. But <laughs> there's certainly scenes throughout this movie where I'm just like... This is so silly. I love this so much. Oh, and... it, absolutely. Like, oh. uh, I mean, shoot, just from the very beginning, like, when you see Jason Statham, like, basically being, uh, saving some guys, like, built, like, on a nuclear sub. And despite the fact he saved 11 people, there's two guys he ends up having to make the tough call of leaving behind so that way they didn't all die. Right. And, uh, which, obviously... That's one of those things of uh, tough call. There's no, like, you know. But he, instead of being welcomed as, like, a hero, they're like, oh, you're a coward. You let two people die. And it's like, but he saved 11. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's part of the job. You have to make the tough call. Exactly. That's why I was just so shot. They're treating it like as though he was, like, a mall cop that just, like, power tripped. Yeah, like, they okay, but the movie kind of needed that element of drama, and I was like, like you can kind of see through it, but like, why not? <laughs> no, <laughs> I but don't know. why not? It did. It did lead to because when I saw Jason Statham a minute, I fully expected him in terms of like that. If there was going to be like goofiness in it, he was going to be the straight man, mm-hmm. or because like because you know his other action movies. He's very much the guy that, like crazy stuff happens around him and to him, and he just reacts to it as you know the action star. I was yeah. not expecting Jason Statham to start pumping out one-liners. Yeah, which honestly, I kind of like when he does because if you've seen the Expendables, you know that he actually has pretty good comic delivery, like comedic timing. Oh yeah, and, and that's why I knew like I wasn't completely against it. I just wasn't right. expecting it. <laughs> yeah, and the thing with this movie, like the way that it's all played out, is like. I feel like everyone knows that they're in this movie. Like, does no, that make I, sense? I, 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 no, I completely understand what you mean by that. Like, it's like everyone knows it's like that. They know it's a movie, which mm-hmm. I know. I, man, it sounds so like inside baseball because like me and you get it. But, you know, you write, I act. I try like, how do I explain that to people that aren't? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess self-awareness. Mm-hmm. But, like, not the characters on the screen, but, like, the actors are self-aware and it shows in their acting. Mm-hmm. I think would be the way to put that. Yeah. It, it It's not like, ooh, like, we don't care. Because, like, I think in a movie like this, if people didn't genuinely have fun being in the movie, you can see it. And it sucks the life out of it. But Oh, if they're, if they're on autopilot, this movie would have sucked. And we right. would not be covering it right now, even if it would be good for SEO. Right. And it's certainly not that. This movie actually, like, is fun to watch. Like, I had a very yes. good time watching it. And, you know, it doesn't have the highest ratings for whatever reason. I don't care. I've watched it more than once. I've had fun with this movie. And I think some people, like, it, it is one of those movies where I kind of get that some people don't like it, though, because I feel like they're expecting something else. I believe that, because I think. Like so I don't remember the trailers or anything, so I don't know how like the trailer because that happens a lot where trailers kind of give one impression. 
And then when you see the movie itself, you're like, well, this is nothing like what I saw. Yeah. And well, there's also some scenes from this movie where I was like, wow, that's genuine horror movie imagery. Wait, <laughs> legit. Yeah. <laughs> like the scene with the, um, there's two in particular that always strike me as like, oh, that's horrifying. The, and one that's shocking, but in a way that made me laugh, as, as I think was intended. The scene with the giant squid in the trench, where yes. it's like, they're like, oh, it like stopped attacking. And then you just see it's ink and blood. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. scary. I'm like, that's actually unsettling. And then the scene with the daughter, where she's playing in the, like the underground. Oh, man, yes. yeah. Like <laughs> the scene where she's just literally playing with the little motorized ball. And she's in like the open, the open container part of the thing, so you can like, see out into the ocean. And the Meg just, thing, yeah, yeah, the Meg just rolls up on it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and she understandably, scary. yeah, she understandably freaks out. I would too. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, girl, you handled that better than I would have. <laughs> You have that better than 99% of grown adults would. (laughs) I would have done the Thad Castle scream, like the really high pitched, like, wah! (laughs) You're running away. There's no way, dude. And she's tougher than I am, I guess. Oh, I mean, (laughs) to your point, because the movie has moments like that that are scary. It has moments where, like, uh, like the scene when when Rain Wilson, when he falls off the boat and He's trying to climb his way up the carcass and stuff. You kind of see a lot of the like grosser because you kind of do see like the organ still working on the carcass before he gets chomped. Right, yeah. I'm like, so there's moments like that. There's genuinely like tense moments where you're like, okay, this is kind of feeling like we've tone shift to like scary. Mm-hmm. And then you have like moments like when Jason Statham first shows up to save his ex-wife, which I'm just sitting there I'm like, huh, we found an ancient evil. He has to go save his ex. What is this dead space now? Or should I call you Isaac? But um, I think it's just a trope. Oh, it well, it's an easy motivation of like, go help someone that you still care for. Gets mm-hmm. easy motivation without having to overly, like, do a lot of exposition. And uh, as he's going into the sub that he's going to use, he sees that the little girl has called it like Mister Bubbles, and she has like this cute moment where she's like, "Hey." Uh, you're gonna save my mom, right? And he's like, "I'll get all, I'll, Mr. Bubbles, and your mom will come back. Trust me." What if he was just like, "Moment." What if he was like, "No." <laughs> that would have been funny. That's like, I'm gonna be honest with you, kid. No, <laughs> Pro- probably not. But I'm, I'm sure gonna do my darndest. It's like, oh, <laughs> thanks, great. But, uh, or I mean, shoot, you talking about like tone shifting? You have this like. You see the moment of like them getting stranded in the trench when the Megalodon first shows up. And of course, then you have the whole thing, like I said at the beginning, where Jason Statham uh, makes the tough call. Then the guy like basically declared him crazy and he lost his career. It cuts to, I forget which country he was in, Singapore? Yes, I believe he was in Singapore. Yeah, and it's singing like, uh, I don't know the language, but like the Hey Mickey song. And like it just cuts into like a cover of that, and him just like drunk, and I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah, <laughs> like it was hilarious, but I was like, whoa. Yeah, it, it. You know, there's a lot going on here. the 
the Hey Mickey song, though, is actually one of my favorite parts because I, I was literally sitting there watching it and I was like quietly humming it under my breath. And I was like, oh, it's super catchy. Like, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't not sing the song because uh, no matter what language it's in, you can't not sing the song. But, yes, and I believe it was in Mandarin, but I, I am not a cultural expert on that matter. So, but, uh, <laughs> but then you have, like, like I said, State the Mega's one-liners. And the guy's like, hey, you're always drunk. You're just saying that because there's a beer in my hand right now. There's always a beer in your hand. Right. Well, that's fair. Oh, yeah. oh, also, they were in Thailand. We said Singapore earlier, but they're in Thailand. Okay, cool. Thailand. I, I yeah. couldn't remember. I was, like, I was like, I knew. Yeah. Well, because like, Singapore's, yeah, Singapore's a little farther away. And I was like, Singapore's also, like, I think a country that's, like, hardcore, hardcore about, like, overall, like, appearance, I guess, if that makes sense, because it's a smaller country. And, fair like, enough. Which... I mean, because people are like, it's, we're not qualified to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like the boats are also common in Thailand, but also I see, I just said, we're not qualified to talk about this, but <laughs> he was I in Thailand. Like, Go the, on. The point, I, the point I'm making is that like, it just shifts to like this serious thing. You find out like, and I, it, it just, it felt like the, the lead into a cheesy action movie of, this man who's been disgraced from his career is going to be called back in against his will to save his ex-wife. Yeah. And then it cuts to the cover of Hey, of hey Mickey, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, strange. But I like it for that reason. <laughs> I, I think that it actually works more for that. Oh, absolutely, because it helps to let you know, like, hey, don't wait. We're not taking it that seriously, and neither should you. No. First and foremost, have fun. And yes. I think that they actually do a really good job with that. But there are scenes where I'm just like, like, oh, like legitimately, uh, when they kill the first Megalodon and they're like, all like, hey, everything's cool. And then you see like the second one come out of nowhere. Yeah. So that was a legit, like, yeah. oh, I felt so bad for that guy. Dude, oh, I know he lost his best friend and then just got immediately swallowed whole. I was like, oh, man's is having a rough day. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Not was>. lately. <laughs> yeah, it was not anymore. It was over pretty quickly. But <laughs> at least but, he didn't suffer. Yeah, yeah and because I just had fun moments and just like, like I said, tense moments, but then like it'd be funny. And then I just. And it sounds like criticisms. I guess from a, like, trying to say, like, tone, sort of, just because it shifts so regularly and sometimes mm -hmm. with, with no warning. And you're just like, what, yeah. what? Hold on. Pause. Yeah. But yeah. still, I, gotta, I will preface all of it with, I still had fun. It was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. No, again, I, I do want to reiterate that. But, like, I, I've got to say... Uh, actually, I do want to talk about this part first with the scene where the scene where the his name's the wall because I think like his actual name. Uh, Olafur Dari Olafson. Yeah, we're just going to call him the wall. They <laughs> they're like, mm, no, <laughs> they had him in there. And that scene is actually probably one of my favorite scenes from that whole movie because I laughed so hard <laughs> the moment that that shark just not only swallowed him whole but like just 
plopped on top of the boat to eat the other shark. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. Whoa. It is a moment where you're like, oh, oh my. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, I, I remember Alma watched that scene with me. And I was like, hey, you should watch this scene. And <laughs> like, rewound it a little bit. And I looked over right when it happened. And, like, their jaw was just, like, on the floor. I was like, yeah. You didn't see that coming. Because you, you, <laughs> you did a good job. Of, oh yeah, yeah, like once again when that happened and they had the shark all like uh, hung up, I checked. I was like, how is there still like forty five minutes left in this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's how. Yeah, it, it was a little too like anticlimactic for me to where I was like, oh, something bad's gonna happen, and I just didn't know what exactly it was gonna be. And then it would it was just like when it just swallowed him whole, I was like, ah! <laughs> like a little squeak. And it was fun. I was like, oh, it's like, oh, we're about to introduce what the new problem is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's a bigger shark, of course. Silly me. But there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> there's there always is. Wait until you see the second movie. But <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, well, literally, I think it's like there's three of them and they're bigger. I'm like, of course. Like, at a certain point, they're going to be too big for you to punch in the head, which I still want to see. I'm still hoping not that Not with that happens. attitude. Not with that. Yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> You're so, you like, you got to believe in yourself <laughs> to punch the giant shark in the face. Power <laughs> of friendship and just punch it right in the schnoz. Yeah. <laughs> the power of friendship. Stop. <laughs> that, oh, this is what this whole movie's based around is the power of friendship. Kinda. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's pretty close actually but <laughs> there's yeah. oh my god! and then with the new shark that's even bigger they're like oh it's moving it's like well where's it going to uh this super densely populated beach which yeah. to their credit i will say though i do i thought way more people were gonna die especially at this scene and i was expecting like the like half that water to be red within seconds they mm-hmm. still did a really good job of making you anxious of like who's about to get taken out, especially with the addition of like that little kid who just wanted to go out and swim for a little bit. Yeah. And the dog. Don't forget the dog. Well, that's true. Yeah. That little, the tiny little dog that's just swimming for its life. Who lives, by the way, guys? Don't panic. That's the dog the... does not die. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, that scene actually did build tension really well. Like, the more I think of it, the more I'm like, they actually, I think, understood the giant shark part really well. Because, like, when they're in open ocean and they're all splashing around and stuff, like, yeah, it's probably going to want to go towards you. But when it's just, like, a full-on sensory overload, like, the shark's just like, like, just yeah, what do I do? <laughs> swimming through, like, just my, it's it's a literal giant monster. And yeah, I, 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 I like people that. say. As I've heard people say before, like just with like like normal size sharks, is that like a lot of times they actually get confused by humans because we're not we're not something they normally see, so they're just like, I don't know if I should bite you or not. Yeah, like it, it like genuinely confuses them. It racks their dumb little brains, and sharks are <sighs> sharks are so misunderstood. And like as much yeah. as I love Jaws. Come on, man. Like, yeah, shark attacks are so rare and they usually happen because of circumstances that 
are just really unfortunate because like no one asks for like to be eaten by a shark. It just happens because that's nature and it's a risk that we take. And nature is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Nature is brutal. And I, I kind of like that idea behind this where it's like a Leviathan for the most part would not care about your existence. Like especially well, a Meg maybe because like they're big, but they're not like Cthulhu. Where it's right. like, it's exactly so what I was big. about to go when you said. Well, it did remind me of that whole like. It was almost like El, like a Lovecraftian, where it's almost like it doesn't care about you, but God help you if it sets its sights on you. Right, but like even with like Lovecraft stuff, like for the most part, it's just like your stupid human mind could not comprehend. And like, I love Lovecraft, but we'll do an episode on Lovecraft. I'm sure you guys probably have heard about Love of Craft, which. Oh, yikes. But he like he, his influence is everywhere. And I think that like the idea of like a force so large and unstoppable that it doesn't even notice your existence until it literally like just decides to swallow. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Well, I, yeah, I know you can't stop it. The only thing stopping you is itself. Yeah, and Jason like, Statham. Or, yeah, yeah, and Jason Statham. <laughs> and, God well, bless that not man. alone. <laughs> Jason Statham and and Lee Bingbing. They they work together yeah. on that. That but, and that's another thing. I, it's a team effort. And that's the thing I like too is that like, well, because I mentioned the whole thing like how sharks kind of like don't really attack humans because they we confuse them more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I like that the way they distracted the megalodon from the beach was with like the dolphin noises. Of mm-hmm. like something it would recognize mm-hmm. and go eat, or like so like no, it's not like dolphin like whales, because like it does know what those are and it wants to go eat that. Yeah, give me a dolphin horror movie over a shark movie. Dolphins are way worse. Oh my gosh, orcas! Dude. Don't get me started. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll we'll cover uh, we'll cover orca next or grizzly. I oh. what? Caleb, we have to do those now. Those are our next three movies. <laughs> our next two movies, excuse me. We're doing Orca, and we're doing Grizzly. <laughs> We've already, you've already agreed to it. But, <laughs> like, I think the thing that I at least appreciate about this movie is not just, like, shark, angry, hunt, people, killer, rah, rah, rah. Like, it's a horror movie. It's a natural horror movie in the sense of this thing just got out, and it's just, like, hungry. And... Yeah. It's just trying to eat because it's a literal gigantic monster that it, which, it does what animals do. It has to eat. <laughs> yeah. Alma brought that up, though, which was really funny. Alma was like, won't it just starve? Like, it can't possibly be sustained this way. I was like, uh, squid? Uh, yeah. Monster? Whales, <laughs> like, it ate a couple of whales. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. that sustained it pretty well. Yeah, that and like, I don't know, plankton maybe? I it's I mean, a giant like, shark gi- movie but <laughs> i know it's almost like giant whales literally survive off krill so like i don't know <laughs> yeah like, anything's possible but th- that's not the point of the movie but the thing i like about it is it doesn't treat it like a bloodthirsty like me kill for fun like yeah it, it does the thing where it's like it's a literal giant shark and it's just basically being bullied to its death like and that's what made it scary <laughs> too with the uh what made it scary was because obviously when you see something like that, people are going to freak out. And as people are freaking out, if it freaks out the shark, well, then it's going to attack. And if right. it attacks, a lot right. of people are going to die. Right. And 
I like that aspect of it. I like Jaws too because like as much as it doesn't get like an actual shark right, it focuses on the themes of it because it's like you know on the surface it's about a shark that eats people. Sure, really that movie's about greed and you know like it, 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 it's about a lot of things, but like mainly greed and like arrogance and ignorance and the idea of like responsibility. There's a lot of themes going on in in Jaws. Whereas this is literally giant shark gets out. Let's go punch it in the face. And both yeah. are valid. Both are very yeah, valid no, movies. <laughs> there is a place for both types of movies. It's like when we covered Fast Five. There is a place for those yeah. types of movies. Ugh, I love Fast Five. I watched Fast X recently. I kind of want to talk about it just to talk about Jason Momoa. <laughs> but like he's he's amazing in that movie. I'm not even joking. And nice. <laughs> but anyway, well, <laughs> like, well, back to the Meg. There's. It's relatively bloodless, I think, and it yeah. almost sort of works because unless it's attacking like a big animal, like there's a whale that gets, well, there's multiple whales that get absolutely annihilated. Like the humans, they're so small to the point where it's like, it's hard to really draw a lot of blood out of it, except for like maybe one or two deaths. Yeah. It's like, or you just get the moment where you're like, well, that's brutal. Like that, the guy that was trying to run away, that was in like the inflatable ball thing. Mm-hmm. And it just comes over, pop, boop. Yeah, <laughs> <That was funny. laughs> I just, yeah. I, I like that this movie plays around with that because it's. I don't like the phrase "smarter dumb movie." I prefer self-aware, and I think that this movie really nails the self-aware aspect of it. Of it, like they're like, yeah, we're not taking it too seriously, but we're gonna at least try to make some parts of it semi-accurate to like actual science. To the point where it's not like a complete like goofball movie. Like it, it works and like make it work enough. Yeah, they're like we're, like we're not Jaws, but we're also not Sharknado. Yeah, both of, yeah. which I like. Excuse me, on. <laughs> Actually, I think that's a good way to put it. Of like, they're not trying to be super grounded, but they're also not trying to go just so off the wall that you immediately just kind of dismiss it. Yeah, it, like, it's trying to find that nice middle. Mm-hmm. It's on the rails, but it's going a little too fast. And yeah. I like that. <laughs> that's not a, you know, that's not me disregarding it. I think that overall, I'm curious to see how the second one turns out. Because I'm actually more excited for the second one, I think, than I was initially when I first saw the Meg. And I, because I didn't see it in theaters, I didn't get the chance to for whatever reason. I think it was... Gosh, I think I was actually getting ready to move to Austin, funny enough. But I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, I didn't have anyone to go with me. And I was like, I kind of want to watch this with my friends. But now that the second one's coming out, I kind of want to go see it in theaters. Because I was like, I need a big giant shark movie in my life. I just watched Barbie. And oh, it's so good. But like, I need movies that just embrace themselves. And I feel like the Meg is really capable of doing that. And I really hope that the second one does that as well. Because Jason Statham kicking a shark in the head. A Megalodon, by the way. Full, like, full serious. Like, him just straight up kicking it. I'm like, let's go. This is what I want. Absolutely. It's like... I don't know. As silly as it sounds of, like, a, like you said, Jason Statham punching a shark. And, like, that... Or, like... He kicks it, and that somehow stops this giant, like, that should have shattered his leg at the best-case scenario. 
But for some reason, like, yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, this man said, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's probably gonna be a, it just so happened to line up. That's like, just like where it's momentum stopped and it's kick just happened to land there. But, uh, but a man can dream, but, uh, <laughs> a man can a dream. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but a, a oh, goofy, I like that like, way. <laughs> <laughs> but something goofy like this like yeah like I said just it has like I said enough of a plot and that's where I I don't think like I said where I where I, I may have made it seem like as though the comedy was a detriment the comedy helps because if a movie the way like if you've been listening to this and you haven't seen the movie and listening to us listening to us describe this if it was pure serious I already know I wouldn't have liked it yeah, no, I would have been absolutely completely removed from it if it was a dead serious movie. Yeah, so the fact that you take this premise of this gigantic shark that just eats some people and then they have to kill it, deal, you know, all this other stuff. And, uh, but they throw in some funniness because they know the premise is goofy. It's kind of like, remember when we, when we reviewed Small Soldiers? Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> I do too. But obviously there's a reason why they had to make that mostly a comedy because you could not take that premise seriously. Yeah. That's And if it was serious, like I think it, I feel like it would have been way darker like Gremlins Dark, which is so funny because that's the same director. I, it, I love bringing right. it up every chance I get. But, <laughs> no, but to your point though, like it have to be in order to make it but since it did con- like it's how it made it work and I think the Meg falls in that same thing of like you needed the comedic elements. Oh, my only thing yeah. was just my only thing was just it was not like any bridge between like serious and comedy. It was just breakneck like bam, 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 bam. I'm like, bro. <laughs> yeah, w- with some fine tuning, I think it would have worked even better. Agreed. And I, I admire the fact that it was what it was to begin with, because like it could have been a lot of different things. And what it was was actually something I had a lot of fun with. And Rain Wilson is in it and he gets eaten and it's really funny. <laughs> like, spoiler alert, but this movie's been out five years, I I suppose. Yeah, I, and also it's a movie about a giant shark, so it should not finding out so and so gets eaten should not be a I mean, unless it was like Jason Statham. Since we all know like if there was one person who was guaranteed to survive, it was him. Yeah. And there's a movie that did that that genuinely caught me off guard and it was like a it was called feast and it's a it it was straight to dvd it was an asylum movie but but hold on or no no it wasn't asylum excuse me it was dimension it was dimension extreme and it was very much satirical like it's a horror movie but it's satire and like the main character like this guy that is like made out to be a hero like the moment that the plot starts to kick off with him he dies almost immediately, and I was dying laughing. But oh, that's <laughs> like, amazing! It plays with the, like your expectations of in a way that is mean spirited, I guess, in the best way to put it. But I it's mean, still like I'm... it throws you for a loop. Whereas this movie like doesn't really do that, and I think it's better off that way. Oh, this was dude. If this movie tried to do the phrase that I dislike because it's been done way too much in the last few years, and it tried to subvert my expectations. I would not have had any fun with it, but it yeah. didn't. It like after five minutes, I was like, or like after the first two scenes, I was like, oh, I know what this movie is now, and <laughs> I know what you are. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, we're good now. And the movie literally 
hit all the points I expected it to hit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. Yeah, it works for that (laughs) reason. And I, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, we need more movies like this. We have plenty of movies like this, but I'm just glad that it turned out much better than I expected it to, which I wasn't expecting it to be bad. I just didn't know what to expect. And that's, that's how I felt going into it when I was watching it. Yeah. Oh, another thing too, like I know we've kind of covered most of this movie, but like another thing I wanted to cover was the way that they actually handled a divorce couple. And yes, the reason I bring that up is because like, it's such a small plot element of it, but the way that their conflict doesn't center around them being divorced, it actually plays into the plot of the movie that makes sense in a way of like, you need to learn to enjoy your life and take a chance on something and not remove yourself from every situation that could improve your life and make it better. And the fact that his ex-wife actually encourages him to pursue another person that makes him happy and is not weird. Like they're actually a divorced couple that are like friends and support each other. I was like, that's cool. Like I can get behind. It kind of reminds me of a, the first Shazam movie where a tree of the foster parents is actually like caring people. Oh gosh. That was my fear. Oh, <laughs> exactly right. Because normally they're not, or no. like in Ant Man, how yeah. the stepdad mm-hmm. was not written to be a villain. Yeah, like no, he was awesome, and he loved yeah. Scott. Yeah, I, I keep like that's one of my favorite parts of that whole movie. And you know, obviously, there's a place for conflicts in movies that involve like divorced couples that don't get along. Sure, but in this movie, it actually worked the way that they used it, and I was like, I appreciate that movie. I like that. (laughs) And it would have created a very unnecessary subplot is the other problem. Like, what's the point of like, oh, well, now they're having an argument too. I was like, really? Are they? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like it's kind of like how the meme uh, that Netflix absolutely deserves to be made about them of the unnecessary sex scenes that Netflix shows and movies tend to have. We should actually have an episode on our sex scenes necessary in movies because I'm a little split. I'm I'm a little split. We'll talk about that one day. Yeah, no, yeah. I could, I could, <laughs> but well, that's a another time. But for right now, well, I'm saying, uh, but like how that became a meme of like that didn't do anything to what? And yeah. so in this movie, had they made a whole subplot out of them, you know, arguing or mm-hmm. are they going to get back together? Are they going to reconcile? What if we did not need that? The writers understood that, so they did not make that a subplot. And yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, and Jessica McNamee's in it, and she's Sonya Blade. <laughs> I'm, I'm never gonna get over that because I was like, "Wait, wait, I know her, I know you, I know you." <laughs> like, no, I've done that before. Where you're watching something and you're like, "I don't, I don't know who," and then when it finally clicks, you're like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 nice. <laughs> Feels good, but man, this, yeah, this is a fun movie. It's on Max. And or it no, it's not on Max. It's on Hulu. That's where I saw it. Yeah, it's wait. You watched it on Max? Yes. Oh well, I think I watched. I think it, it on just Hulu. got added. Did it? Because I, I went know. down to just added, and it was like second. So oh. maybe in the last couple of days, because the sequel's about to come out. Maybe that makes sense. But I watched it on Hulu, which I think that well, because I think like Searchlight like 20th century had a deal with Warner brothers and HBO to like split some of the properties. Cause I've seen alien and predator on HBO a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like due to contracts. It's like how the, 
Avatar Way of Water is on Disney Plus and HBO. Yeah, which ugh, I still need to watch that. I I know. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. And I heard it was well, good. Uh, yeah, I was like, I just, I just, it's like, it's like just due to the way contracts are written up, that's how like movies, you'd expect to only be on one service is on multiple services. So Yeah. And when it, when that happens, you got a lot of options. Take advantage. Yeah. No, <laughs> you should, but you shouldn't also, I'm sorry, Caleb, I have to do this. You shouldn't take advantage of your actors and writers and you should pay them their fair wages. And I don't know about you, Caleb, but I stand in solidarity with the SAG and with the WGA and Caleb, you don't have to say anything about it. I don't know how you feel. I'm assuming we're on the same page and I'm just going to go ahead and roll with that. But (laughs) if you're listening to this out there, you guys probably know that this isn't even a mega episode anymore. (laughs) You probably know that there's a strike going on and uh, well, we may do an episode on that, but that's that's a really complicated topic. I don't know if we will, Caleb. I'm assuming yeah, maybe we not. don't also yeah. know how it's going to develop down the road. And yeah, and yeah, we'd hate to. Mm-hmm. I would honestly hate to make an episode on it, and then it just it basically ages like a banana on pavement. <laughs> yeah, but my hope is that you support artists. You support people who work in the industry in any capacity because a lot of I would say the majority of people in our industry are working class. And if we if you can find a way to support them in any way you can, uh, they're not getting a lot of residuals from streaming right now. That's a big issue. And one way that you can support them is by paying attention to what's going on and finding ways that you can support and standing with them is one big thing that you can do for them. And hopefully we can all get back to making movies and movies that are filmed with real actors and scripts that are made by human beings. And we get more stuff like the Meg because the Meg is fun and you can tell it was made by people. It it may not be a perfect movie, but it's a movie that's a lot of fun and it's hard to replicate that kind of fun when it doesn't have that human element to it. And that's all I have to say about the Meg. It's on Hulu. It's on Max. Give it a watch. Caleb, is there anything that you would like to add? Yeah, uh, just as Austin was saying, it's like it. This is just a fun movie, and there's a place for that. Like I said, not every movie is supposed to like be existential and make you have to question your core belief system and make you look at life different. Some movies are just meant to be fun, and this mm-hmm. absolutely falls into that category. So just go in with that view, that like view, and you will have a good time. I agree with that. It's it's a fun movie. I know we've probably said that about 100,000 times now, but it's true. And yeah, we appreciate you guys uh, being fans. We appreciate you guys listening to us. We have so much fun doing this. We know our release schedule is kind of crazy, and it's probably going to be that way for a while, but we're really going to do our best. I, I'm going to be very busy, especially with teaching, but I want you guys to know that we're still thinking of you. We still love doing this, and we appreciate that you guys still come around and listen to our episodes. You guys are amazing. And don't forget, guys, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Overcast, on Breaker, on your web browser. We're everywhere. You can't hide from us. You guys are amazing, as always. And don't forget, I'm Austin Cook. I'm Caleb McLemore. We are the Internet World Order. We will see you guys soon. See you guys.